Welcome, I'm Doug Fullington, and I'm so glad that you are joining us for Pacific Northwest Ballet's second program of our digital season. Peter Bowl has put together four works for us for this program, two world premieres, longer works that bookend the program, and two shorter works in the middle, one that is new to us and one that is, is, is an excerpt from a revival. And as usual, I'd like to talk about these in the order that we'll watch them today. And also want to say that because uh, I'm not in the studio regularly or having an opportunity to discuss the ballets with the choreographers and the stagers and the dancers in the same way, I'm coming to these almost as fresh as you are. So I will give you uh, the insight that I can about these ballets, but especially with the new works, I always encourage the audience to come at it as you will. Everyone's going to watch these ballets in a different situation and feel differently as they see them and evaluate them in that way. And I always encourage that. And I do the same now, just like any other uh, time that we have premieres. We open the program with a work called Wonderland by Penny Saunders. Now, Penny is new to the PNB main stage, but she's not new to Seattle. Uh, Penny has created for Wim Wim, who works are in the repertory of Seattle Dance Collective. So Seattle audiences are familiar with Penny Saunders, and we're really happy at PNB now that she is creating a work for us. Penny comes from a classical ballet background that uh, transitioned into contemporary dance at Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, and now she has an ever-growing career as a choreographer. With Wonderland, and I hope you take a moment to read Penny's note, she has focused on really three elements. She calls the work a love letter about the shared experience of live theater. And I think each of those elements, the love letter, the shared experience in live theater, really inform what she's created. And her work, Wonderland, is envisioned and is uh, constructed as a dance film. And I think because it's a film, it allows Penny really to delve into this idea of shared experience, the shared experience of the audience and the artists, the dancers, the musicians, the designers, the crew, wardrobe, everyone who participates in making art in the theater. And by using the camera in this way, Penny not only brings us to the stage, to the space that the dancers inhabit, we feel very close, almost as if, as if we're right on the stage, but she also brings the dancers into our space, out into the house, into our seats, into the boxes. We see the dancers there in this piece. And as we move between the two spaces of the theater, we do see the empty seats. We're reminded of the present moment, of the uh, way that we miss live theater and of the waiting period that we're in now looking forward to when we can gather again at the theater. It is really a piece of the moment. Wonderland is an episodic work. Penny has selected numerous pieces of music and they are bound together by her own sound design and by original music by her collaborator, Michael Wall. And you'll see a number of dancers in the company in these various spaces, dancing, moving, performing to these various works that Penny has created as a love letter 
to us and to the artists. We move on now to the central pieces of the program, two short works, and I want to kind of talk about them in tandem. We're, uh, and I'm actually going to talk about the second one first, which is called Arms. Now, Arms is choreographed by Susan Marshall, and if you remember Kiss, the piece in which the dancers are in harnesses and suspended from the fly space, they swing around the stage, coming together and moving apart. This is by Susan Marshall. Kiss was a work that Peter Bull brought to us during his first season at PMB in 2005 and 2006, and now he brings to us Arms by Susan Marshall. This is a work from 1984. It is set to an electronic score by Louise Resto. And just like the title suggests, the movement here is primarily for the arms. As opposed to Kiss, where the dancers were moving around the stage here, they are right next to each other. They wear black on the lower part of the body and on top, uh, their shirts have the arms cut off so we can fully see the arms. And this is how they move uh, throughout the piece. Now I wanna leave arms there and now talk about Water Baby Bagatelles, which you'll see just ahead of arms. Water Baby Bagatelles by Twilight Tharp was created in 1994 for Boston Ballet. It also has a score like Penny Saunders made up of multiple pieces of music. This particular excerpt is set to a piece of music by Mickey Hart called The Hunt. It's a very percussive, driving piece, repetitive, high energy, and Twyla has taken this and choreographed solos for a number of men. You'll see a number of men in the company featured in a variety of solos, one right after the other in this section from Water Baby Bagatelles. And I'm so uh, interested in watching this to see how Twyla is responding to this driving, uh, percussive beat and just giving us one diverse solo after another in true Tharp form. She uh, appears inspired by classical ballet, by contemporary dance, by modern, by theatrical dance, and all kinds of everyday gestures. Uh, so long as it's high energy and it really moves, I think it interests Twyla Tharp. And that's what we see in this excerpt from Water Baby Bagatelles. One solo after the other, the dancers really covering space with high energy, fun, frolicsome movement. And I just want to contrast that then with Arms, which comes next. It's not the same score as Mickey Hart, but it's not so different in that it has a repeated rhythm and it has a somewhat of a stasis. And we see how Susan Marshall has really restricted her uh, uh, vocabulary of movement here just to the arms. What can be expressed with the arms? Well, when I watch this, and I'll just share with you a little bit of my own impression here, I see the two uh, artists standing next to each other. In this case, it's a man and a woman, but uh, Susan uh, doesn't restrict uh, that to uh, a man and a woman. It could be two men, it could be two women, it could be any combination of people dancing next to each other. And I see one who is on our left moving away or branching out and the other bringing her back, bringing the other back. And then the music builds in intensity, in real intensity. You will feel it in the volume. And likewise, the movements of the artists really intensify until finally they break through into what is a, feels a very peaceful and calm, harmonious section in which the dancers move in harmony. 
you may well see different things uh, in the relationship between these two people. The movements may suggest different things to you, but I love contrasting how Twyla Tharp and Susan Marshall have responded to not unlike uh, scores, uh, and the, the responses couldn't be more different, all within this wonderful realm of movement that we are treated to. The final work on the program is another world premiere. It's called Ghost Variations, and it is choreographed for us by Jessica Lang. Jessica was the first artist to come to PMB once our dancers went back to work in August, and we all applaud Jessica's courage, her tenacity. Uh, before I get into talking about Ghost Variations, as you might expect, Jessica had to work in within a uh, multitude of very tight protocols uh, she did this really effortlessly, and I applaud her and all of the artists involved uh, for their creation of this work. Let's talk about the elements of the work first. Ghost Variations is set to a series of solo piano works by Robert Schumann and Clara Schumann. They were 19th century musicians who were husband and wife. Ghost Variations refers to the last set of pieces that Robert wrote before he died. There's a theme which is referred to as the ghost theme and a set of variations. Robert had written the theme, but after the fact, he was certain that the ghosts of former composers were transmitting the theme to him, hence the title Ghost Theme. Jessica has chosen the theme in two variations for this work, but she's interspersed between them piano solos by Clara Schumann. So we have a real, uh, real, musical description of the relationship, the artistic workings of this husband and wife team, if you will. In fact, the final number, which is entitled Moantnacht, or Moonlit Night, was originally a piece of leader, voice and piano, written by Robert, but arranged for piano solo by Clara. So in the final piece, we have the melding of the artistry of both of these great 19th century artists. One thing I love about this piece is uh, what I feel that Jessica has done to create a sense of the past and a sense of the present now in this work, not only in the choreography, but in the design, in the lighting. Her movement to me is inspired by classical ballet, but has many contemporary elements, many elements that I see as unique to Jessica's movement, style, and choices in this piece. The Costumes by Jillian Lewis, we often see them lit in Reed Nakayama's lighting. <clears throat> we see the dancers in silhouette on the back scrim, and the costumes there in silhouette remind me of 19th century costumes, perhaps from the time of Clara and Robert Schumann. The women with long skirts, the men with their uh, trousers and their shirts or vests. But when we see the dancers live and not just in silhouette, we realize that Julian Lewis has created modern takes on these silhouettes. And these are very much costumes of the present time. Uh, I love that blending of the past and the present. Uh, I also love that Jessica has conceived this piece as a stage piece. It is filmed, yes, by necessity, but she did conceive it as a piece for the stage. And I think for these moments that we're watching, that allows us to, if we want to, forget the present and really enjoy being back in the theater, seeing new work created for our dancers, performed by our dancers, performed by our artists. Uh, the artists are joined, uh, the dancers are joined by our principal company pianist, 
Christina Siemens at the piano for Ghost Variations. When they filmed and performed this, they did do this in tandem, and there is a wonderful uh, repartee between the dancers and Christina in this work. So I'm thankful to Jessica for allowing us these moments of beauty, and uh, I feel that the program is very complementary. The two short pieces we've spoken about represent different responses to not dissimilar scores, and the two outer, uh, longer works that are made for the company have two different viewpoints, two different takes, also complementary. They represent us now, and they also represent what we have to look forward to. Thank you for joining us.